You're listening to the Rotten Gems Podcast, where four dudes talk about movies that we love, that critics maybe thought should be eliminated, along with the rest of the Gorgonite scum. Let's get rotten. Arkansas has all this other theaters. What do we always say? Let's get rotten. I think I'll bed. The Rotten Gems. If you're still listening, whether it's on purpose or you were kidnapped, taken hostage, and now you're tied up to a chair right now, and this podcast is playing as a form of psychological warfare, well, we thank you. Who exactly is we, though? I think it's time I introduce you to my co-hosts. I'm Keenan. I'm Marcus. And I'm John. And I am Brett, and we are your Rotten Gems crew. Guys. pleases me. Guys, today is a very special day. Um, it is the day that we talk about small soldiers. <laughs> I'm going to be going crazy on this board today. As you can see, we've gotten some more sounds to the We soundboard. approve, and so does the audience. So, with this being said, uh, we're talking about Small Soldiers, the 1998 hit film uh, directed by Joe Dante. Um, does anybody know that name? Rings a bell, but no. I Joe Dante. Doesn't even ring a bell. What if I told you he directed... No! <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you he directed another movie kind of similar to Small Soldiers? Oh, uh, was it Gremlins? It was Gremlins, wow. yes. This whole movie. It was <laughs> Gremlins. Very yeah. Gremlins, right? Especially down to the password. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, directed by Joe Dante, uh, writers Gavin Scott, uh, Adam Rifkin, and Ted Elliot. Um, so yeah, this movie shockingly didn't do too well with the critics. Um, it is currently sitting at a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now we don't even have to boo ourselves. <laughs> Just press a button now. Now this one is a little bit unlike our other ones, guys, because this one the fans didn't really like either. <laughs> uh, it's sitting even lower with a 45% from fans. And a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Out of 98,000 reviews, that is 6.2 satellite dishes, 6.2 flaming tennis ball shooters, or 6.2 munitions ships in toys out of 10. So if you haven't seen Small Soldiers starring Kirsten Dunst, Gregory Smith, and David Cross, um, you're welcome to stick around. Just know that if you choose to, you will be spoiled on a 1998 movie. So I need to ask, um, guys, when you first saw this movie, how hyped were you? Um, so I I loved it. I saw it as a little kid. And I saw it in theaters with Keenan. We went cosplayed, but <laughs> but not as the soldiers or the Gorgon Gorgonites. <laughs> cosplayed as the uh, the two dads. Alan. <laughs> 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 But no, uh, seriously, I I loved it watching it in theaters. I was stoked. How so? Ninety eight. How old would you have been? Nine. Nine. You saw this as a nine year old <laughs> in theaters. That's what I was gonna say. I don't think we should have saw this as kids <laughs> because <laughs> this is a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it freaked me out a little bit. But oh yeah, we'll we'll get there. John, what about you? When, when did you do you remember when you first saw this movie? I'll be honest. I I first saw it at home. Like this is a movie that I wasn't overly hyped for like i didn't know about it in the theaters but when i first saw it hyped after hyped that. yeah you were still like what single was, single digit age you think? i was nine or? as well nine yeah yep. 
Yeah, I remember watching this on VHS all the time because yeah. the, the case of the movie is just very iconic and very memorable. That is true. Uh, Still at my mom's house. Got it. Funny you mention that. This is actually one of the only PG-13 movies to ever be sold on a video cassette in a clamshell uh, case. It was also the last. Oh, are those wow. the like the Disney movies? Yeah, the Disney, Disney ones. Yeah. 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 Those What's are that? called clamshell? Clamshell, yeah. That's a classy name. Wow. <laughs> Every time I go to like a... It's very thrift, aerial of yeah. them. <laughs> I was just going to say... Literally, what I was going to say is every time Sorry. I go to a thrift store like Savers or Goodwill or anything, I, they always have some VHS tapes. And I go and look specifically to see like, oh, I had that one when I was a kid. Yeah. But I'm always looking for that Little Mermaid case. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah, with the it's at, it's at my parents' <laughs> You house. have it? What? Yeah. And there's a note inside that's like, for Robbie and John. My brother's Robbie. It's okay. I hope you're listening. Um... But it's just, and then I look at it like, listening. you got it. I was <laughs> like, mom, <laughs> look at this case. And she's like, what? I'm like, there's a oh, dick. you know, <laughs> look at that. Like, it's got to be, I think it's worth something, right? Like, I don't, I don't know if it's an absurd amount of money or whatnot, but I'm sure it's a lot of people's too. It's like, more than I have. <laughs> 20, 30 bucks. Fair. We're still in debt for all this <laughs> equipment we got. <laughs> Was, is everybody else's, whoever has those clamshells, which new learning. Thank right. you, Brett, for that. They're crazy about it. Like my mom, she'll she'll die with those things. Like she'll never get rid of them. Like I'm sure my dad in a heartbeat would be like, "All right, they're out of the house." <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know if my family really cares. My mom is psycho about them. I don't know. I feel like are we getting to like a time where collectibles can't exist? Everybody's collecting everything, thinking they're going to be worth something in the future, but they're no longer going to be valuable. But. Because everyone is collecting everything, they're proving those people. They're they're proving the people that collected everything right. <laughs> Somebody's gonna want this someday, and if if somebody now in 2022 is buying a Charizard Pokemon card, then the hoarder pack mentality I had when I was like eight years old is is correct, right? Somebody's gonna want it someday. I think it's just less likely now for something to really be a collector's item because it's out there. Just so invest in. NFTs. Oh. <laughs> They're going to be around forever. Oh, God. Oh, God. And on that note, um, but yeah, so I, I also love this movie as a kid. Um, I actually saw this movie without my parents' permission. I was not allowed Ooh. to watch this movie. <laughs> so what's really interesting is this movie is rated PG-13, yet they made kids' toys about it, and it was actually a Happy Meal toy at Burger King. That's what's so confusing about this is I don't know who this is meant for. It's like they wanted it for kids, but they wanted it to be a teenage movie. I'm glad you said that because, you know, usually at the top of these, we like to read a bad review and then discuss the movie and then revisit that review. So uh, there's a review from Kevin Lally of Film Journal International who says um, he, he scored it rotten. He said, a charmless and often mean-spirited kids movie that no kid under eight should be taken to see. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> That's exactly. all I heard when you were reading that. Ever. Exactly. <laughs> Reviewer ever. So at first I was like, it's a PG-13 movie, but of course no kid under eight is seeing this. But then looking back and seeing like, oh wow, like they made toys. I'm pretty sure I had one. Did you, did you guys have Small Soldiers toys? No, I was going to ask you guys if that was a thing because I was watching the movie like thinking I do. I kind of want to have these. <laughs> like m Outside of the like murderous rampage they go on, those would be pretty sick. Honestly, 
Yes, definitely. So, they, like I said, they were toys. Um, get this shit, right? Burger King agreed to market the film with, ki- with its kids' meals before they knew it was a PG-13 movie, and they still did it afterwards. The film was released uh, soon after an Oregon, t- uh, state of Oregon, a teen named Kip Kinkle killed his parents, then went on a shooting rampage at his high school, killing two students and wounding 25. There's a one of the soldiers in the movie. His name is Kip Killigan. Uh, very very similar name to him, and as a result, they did not distribute his toys in Oregon. <laughs> Probably a good call. yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's bananas. Isn't that insane? Holy crap! Yeah. But anyway, getting us back on track here. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. Getting <laughs> us back on track here, though. I was I was definitely not allowed to watch this movie, but um, I can't remember where I saw it. If my dad showed it to me, because you know I, I, that's where I saw all the movies I wasn't allowed to see with my dad. What's up, dad? Uh, <laughs> or like a neighbor's kid, like a neighbor kid or something. And I don't know, but I, I've only seen this movie a handful of times. Not like some of the other ones we've talked about, where I've seen I can quote relentlessly, but. Um, like Life Aquatic? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. But one thing, <laughs> one thing that really like happened with me during this rewatch for this is, do you guys ever watch an old movie and then you realize you recognize like every single person in the cast and you're like, oh, wow, this person's in there, but you didn't know who they were when you first saw them? Yeah. yeah. Da- David Cross. I'm like, oh, David Cross. Dennis Leary. Oh, Dennis Leary. Kristen Dunst. Like all these people. That, Phil Hartman. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Rest in peace. He plays the greatest, like, shithead Sleazy neighbor. neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's always the sleazy neighbor. All I could think of was just jingle all the way. When I was watching it this time again, I was like, you play the same exact character. (laughs) He's so good at it. He is really good at it. So if you're completely lost in this discussion because you haven't seen Small Soldiers, let me give you a quick little synopsis here. Um, So here's what I found. A toy company believes it is onto something when it employs the latest government military technology in a series of action figures, enabling them to talk. As the two opposing sides of the toy line start thinking for themselves and engaging in real combat, Alan and his neighbor, Christy, with the help of the Gorgonites, must protect his home and family from the commandos. Hope that's ringing some bells, because maybe you've seen it, although I feel like you wouldn't forget it if you have. If you have. So with that being said, what were your guys' first impressions going into this? Were you excited to watch this again? Were you dreading it? I know some of these were like, oh, yeah, we've seen these. A lot of like, oh, I'm so excited to watch this or not. But what do you think? So going into this, I I honestly didn't think I was going to enjoy this movie. Yeah, thinking about this movie, I thought it was just going to be me reminiscing about my childhood and just thinking back to the, that time. But I actually Crying. enjoyed it. <laughs> cry too much during movies <laughs> especially ones that robin williams are in do i need to talk to somebody <laughs> you're gonna have to have another therapy session here soon <laughs> uh for me i was very excited to be able to watch this movie again because i i've watched it recently i'll be honest like within the last couple months yeah i saw it because it's just a good i mean Maybe it's a good movie. You have to wait. You have to listen to be able to tell. But I was excited. That's how we get them. Yeah, that's how we get <laughs> cliffhanger. But I was just I was excited to watch it. Like I was looking forward to it. And I want to touch on something John just said. Um, we ourselves liking a movie doesn't mean it's a good one. <laughs> we get that's... it wrong sometimes, but we love it, and that's oh, why we're here. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not admitting to being wrong. That's fair. I will. Uh, what, you what can ask you? my wife. <laughs> I never do that. <laughs> 
Uh, how's it going, Marcus? What do you think? All right. Uh, so, honestly, I was not excited to rewatch it. Like, I, I thought I was going to be disappointed. Like, I was like, this. Where's that boo button? Where? Well, yeah. hold on. <laughs> yeah, easy. But when I did rewatch it, it was awesome. Like, I was like, Whoa. this is an entertaining movie. I was expecting to be, like, bored because sometimes, you know, kid movies that you watch 15 years later are kind of boring. But to your this, own point, though, is this a kid's movie? <laughs> yeah, but then again, we found out that this might not be a kid's movie, and, and I was really entertained. All right, guys, and with that, I think it's time we jump into this movie here, beginning with our opening scene. We're watching the infomercial, uh, infographic, whatever you would like to call it, for uh, the Globotech company here, um, which right away, you know if a company starts with the word Globo, it's not going to be good. Globotech, Globo Gym, it happens everywhere, guys. Right off, right off the bat, we're watching this infomercial for this, com- uh, this company, Globotech, and we're introduced in this, in this commercial to uh, the CEO of Globotech, which is Gil Mars, played by Dennis Leary, which f- completely forgot he was in that. Yeah, same. Um, I mean, he's only in it for, what, a total of 60 seconds <laughs> yeah. of screen time? Yeah. Basically. He, and he's in a hurry 100% Maybe. of the time. <laughs> which was probably real life. He was in a hurry to <laughs> record it. But right away, this infomercial is already kind of troubling, and uh, it's it's because it's a technology company that allows for advanced battlefield technology in the hands of everyday consumers. That sounds promising. I'm sure nothing bad will happen with that, guys. What do you think? I mean, I don't see it happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then it cuts to Heartland Play Systems, which is a toy company, but it's a division of Globotech. So I have to ask, what is the overlap? Why does a company that specializes with battle technology be like, yeah, you know, I think we can acquire a toy company. Like, get the kids young. Money. Because wants to make some money. Money. Yeah. (laughs) That's getting the kids young. That's recruitment. That's, yeah. Capitalist America. Capitalist America is finest. We love it. Yes. We love it. We love it, (laughs) Brett. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then we meet the... Only two types of employees in existence, um, played by David Cross and Jay Moore. Uh, David Cross playing Irwin, Jay Moore playing Larry. So Irwin is the 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 focused on the consumer. He's he's at a toy company. He's there to make toys that kids will enjoy. Um, Larry's just you know it's a job. You know he's there to make money. He's there for profits, right? So um, they're about to meet the CEO coming up to pitch their toys and Irwin is really uh, hoping that he likes the toy design um, and he's just really afraid that the CEO Gilmars is only going to care about the profits and you know Larry gives him a wake-up call yeah of course he does that's how the world works um, and r- didn't expect this movie to get that real that quick but here we are I mean I gotta say I figured out instantly why this movie rated so low it has David Cross <laughs> David Cross is amazing in everything he does but it instantly gets canceled for whatever reason. Don't don't arrest development me like that. Yeah. So many things. Yeah, just go to his IMDb. I I love David Cross. Canceled. Yeah. Um, but something interesting happens right before they go in to meet Mr. Mars. They meet his executive assistant, whose name is Miss Kegel. Did you guys catch that? 
Oh, yeah, I did. I thought they were going to make a joke about it. but I really thought they were, too. <laughs> I really thought they were, too, but they, they never made a single joke about that, and I don't know why they chose that name aside from, ah, yeah, adults will like that in this kid's movie, you know? Teener, teenagers will make jokes about that, probably. I mean, do they know what that is? <laughs> do we know what that is? <laughs> like, I'll be honest, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> We are four dudes. Uh-uh. <laughs> so then anyways, it's the pitch meeting time. So Larry and Irwin, here they are pitching their respective toys to Mr. Gilmars. And he's in a hurry. He he arrived at this meeting. He plans to stay for all, what, 60 seconds? Um, so they got to get their pitches out there quick. So Irwin pitches his Gorgonite's idea, um, saying that he'll help the kids learn. Whoa. So then... No! <laughs> no! <laughs> That's what Gilmar said. Um, but then Larry comes in with his excellent pitch, um, and we see a commercial that they've already filmed. They've already put a lot of budget into this commercial for the Commando Elite, starring Major Chip Hazard, voiced by Tommy Lee Jones, by the way. Amazing. Legit. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and Mars asks three questions during this infomercial here. What if these toys actually could talk? What if they could walk? What if they could actually kick ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which that scene, the one of the the most interesting parts about it too is where so he's like talking about the Gorgonites. He's like, look at these little posters. And then of course, before he breaks out the multimedia, because you know, multimedia grow up. It's in this nice like case, and he's like, here we go. Unlocks it, flips open. Major Chip Hazard. It was just amazing how he yeah had that he, case. Already, he, he already he already had a prototype budget? mode. Yeah. yeah, why did he get the budget for that? <laughs> well, and when I was watching, I was like, you know what, Larry's pretty good at his job. Yeah, <laughs> no, for Larry being is like a salesman. A, yeah, for being yeah. like a sleazy guy, he's suc- well, <laughs> succeeding. He's good at his job so far. <laughs> I mean, he kind of <laughs> did really well. I mean, if I'm having somebody pitching me some toys. This guy's got cardboard. This guy's got like a sealed case that was attached to his wrist and multimedia. I mean, if they, gave, done. if they gave him more than three months, he probably could have delivered. That That's fair. Uh, <laughs> but now we get our slogan, the commando elite. Everything else is just a toy. So now Mars, having seen the pitch for both the Gorgonites, which he wasn't a fan of, and the commando elite, which he seems to love, he wants... The Gorgonites to be the Commando Elite's enemies. And there's a little bit of concern in the room, but he follows the concern up with the question, what are you worried about? They're only toys. Sure, nothing bad will happen, right, guys? Boom. Exit the room. Exit the room. Don't care. Yeah, so he he leaves the room. He's in there for literally all of uh, two minutes, right? And, um, you know, it goes back to our Larry and, our Larry and Irwin here, and Miss Kegel approaches them. Um, yes, Miss Kegel approaches them to let them know of their tight deadline. <laughs> Boo. Um, Again, I don't know if I like that means. <laughs> try as many times as you want. Uh, so their tight deadline of three months to start getting these toys out there. So they got the green light. Um, and this this deadline comes as a bit of a shock so far, which he already had the chip hazard prototype. So how much more needs to be done? With that marketing, he said a couple other things I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, 
And and at this point, we still don't know how much these toys are going to cost, right? Um, I, the whole time, I'm like, how much are they? How much are they? How much is all of the components? We'll get to that eventually. But at this point, we don't know. Um, so she hands the boys their uh, security cards and gives them their own little password to access the server, the company server. Um, and so Erwin... You know, being dumb instantly says his password out loud, and it's Gizmo, another nod to Joe, Dante, Joe Dante's previous director uh, moment there in Gremlins 1984. And um, I just have to say, this is a top military defense company, and the only thing keeping anybody out is a five-digit password. <laughs> With no special characters. <laughs> no caps. No numbers. Gizmo. Gizmo. Great password. And also, I've never been handed a password. And I'm like, here's your password that you can't change. Yeah, that's not secure at all. Yeah, I've been handed a password. I was like, that's one. When I started, they handed you a password. Like a temporary one, right? Yeah, temporary one. But then you miss it. I'm sure Gizmo was temporary as well. Well, yeah, until he was fed. Well, true, yeah. After midnight. I think we're mixing movies again. Yeah, That happens sometimes. is this part of the universe of Gremlins then? Like, is that... So what's happening with that? Jumping ahead in the dumpster, there's a Gizmo toy. I saw that. So I, 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 I don't think it's in the same universe. But it it's, exists as it a exists. movie. It exists. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Is this also in the same universe as Toy Story? Mm. If so, mm. <laughs> Andy needs to get out. <laughs> yeah, get the, out, Andy. <laughs> these toys were a lot more nonchalant with their. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. discovered me. Cool, awesome. Can you imagine if the Toy Story toy, toys were like that? Shut up, Alan. They, <laughs> they were, but it was very confusing to like them hiding their sentience for a while. Like, there was a couple of times. I, I think Archer later yeah. on like doesn't at the beginning, move, and then at yeah. the beginning he's just like, I don't know. I, I might let you know. <laughs> so. I don't know if it was this movie or Toy Story, but did anybody else as a kid just go and like talk to your toys every now and then to be like, hey, are you alive? Tell me right now. I didn't do that. <laughs> and I didn't spit on the floor to clean. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I was a weird kid. Not much has changed. Now I'm just a weird adult. Uh, Anyway, if you did talk to your toys as a kid, um, let us know. So it's nice to know that I'm not alone here. Can I keep you? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said to your toys? <laughs> They're like, yeah, you, you have the receipt. you fine. <laughs> I really don't have a say in the matter. Yeah. So after Miss Kegel gives uh, the boys their passwords, it's literally the very next scene. And Larry is ordering the parts needed to make these toys. And the dumbass forgot his password. We never knew what his password is, but he remembers Irwin's, which is Gizmo. And the reason this scene pissed me off so much is because if Irwin's password was that simple, Larry's had to have also been that simple, right? Also, the fact that he has to say it out loud bugs me. <laughs> Gizmo. I, I'm never sitting in my computer desk just like, oh, what's my password? Gizmo. G I Z M O. You will Nobody's now. listening. You will now. You will now. <laughs> but didn't you expect? So when I watched it, this is a, a unique thought. This that's washed through. I was like, oh, when she takes it from him, she's like, I said secret, loser. <laughs> she would have changed. Yeah. It. And then <laughs> this one, I'm like, I'm like, and he puts Gizmo. I was like, 
dang, I thought she was changing it on this one. Like, I just forgot. But yeah. This is a military yeah. company. You think that, like, that would be very strict, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I like how when he searched for the... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when he searches that part for was the, amazing. the microprocessor chips. And he's like, hmm... Ah, yes. State of the art. <laughs> well, he's like, amazing ones. And he's like, state of the art. Yeah, a lot of yeah, chips. A lot surplus. of yeah. <laughs> yeah, surplus. I was like, what? They I felt have, like I was watching like a fourth grade video or yeah. something. They have like, like a, a Netflix star rating. Like every, everybody who uses the microchips has to put in a rating of one to five stars. <laughs> and state of the art is. <laughs> so yeah. Five and a half. After he punches in all of his search parameters here, he lands on one result, uh, the X-1000 chip, which in big letters, it says military. So I don't know if we weren't doing our critical thinking in the chat when we uh, ordered that uh, that chip there. But also what bothered me about this scene is he straight up just ordered 500,000 of these chips and not once did it say anything about a price in the screen. I was looking like, oh, yep. price per unit. That was triggering. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm trying to fi- find out how much these chips cost in relation to toy sales. This was the 90s <laughs> economy. <laughs> Don't worry about that. And it was a surplus. Stuff. They were like, just give them away. Yeah. yeah. And why, Part of the company. I don't know. Why is he ordering so many up at top? Like, he doesn't even know if these work to start with. That, I mean, that's fair. There was literally not one example of what this chip has been in before then. Right. And honestly, total access to everything. Yeah. If you're given total access after just a pitch meeting, like there's got to be access levels, right? (laughs) It just seemed like they had the keys to the company at that point. Welcome to the company. You have access to everything except the executive bathroom. (laughs) That is mine. And I don't know. And Miss Kegels. My name, yeah. <laughs> My name is Kegel for a reason. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. She even emphasized it, which was a little weird. Here's like your total access to everything. Which, do you need that <laughs> if you're <laughs> making <laughs> toys? <Yeah. laughs> Make those Gorgonites. Anyway. they can be. Company infrastructure problems aside, um, at this point we meet our main character of the movie, uh, Mr. Allen, he's working at his dad's shop. He's getting in a shipment of toys from this truck driver that he's real buddy buddy with. Apparently, like they also in Gremlins, was he? Yeah, he he's the neighbor in Gremlins. It's he been basically plays the same guy. And so that brings me back to if the Gremlins is a <laughs> movie mean, in there, was that his, guy would have been like, was he a truck driver in Gremlins? I'll, I'll be honest, mean. I don't remember. Was his name Joe in Gremlins? Yeah. It might have been. Might have been. I don't know. I haven't connection? seen it in a while either. I saw yeah. Gremlins two yeah. more recently, and he's like, "Isn't there like four Gremlins now?" There's like a lot of them. No, I think there's only two. Oh, good. Uh, I'm happy for that. Yeah, I like those yeah. movies. Uh, and then like one of the other employees is also from Gremlins too. Uh, the the guy that sneezes in his clean suit. Oh, oh he is later from on. Gremlins later on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the movie, sometime later on. So it's the Joe Dante cinematic universe. We got it. <laughs> Man's got an ego. But Joe is there delivering uh, some toys to Alan for his father's toy shop. But his father has one rule, no war toys, which is a very weird rule to have, I guess. But um, Alan spies the boxes in the back of Joe's truck. that are labeled Gorgonites and Commando Elite. They get a little curious. So what do they do? <laughs> they just open up. Like they break into them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just open up. 
uh, toys that are supposed to go to a completely different store. Yeah. F Toy World is what they said. <laughs> Have you ever opened a toy and just repackaged it so easily? What What's even worse is like they had those like twist ties on them and shit, and these people are like taking them out and manhandling them. I'm like, guys, like what the hell? That one of the things that stood out to me too this time is that Joe, this amazing truck driver Joe that probably was in the Sopranos too. He literally undid one of those twist ties with just like one second. Was just like, he's a pro. Just one hand, ladies, like like two fingers. One of those things, and was just like instantly it was off. And you're like, bro, that doesn't happen that way, ladies. Bra straps everywhere, (laughs) unsnapped. (laughs) He just walks into the room and it's just like, what was that? What the heck? So, yeah, they go back there and they bust out uh, Archer from the Gorgonites and Major Chip Hazard of the Commando Elite. And <laughs> they find out how advanced <laughs> these toys are. They're that voice activated. <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> 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 All right, we can't get copyright. No. So they find out how sophisticated these toys are when they basically talk they're voice activated they're they're very sophisticated unlike anything either of them have ever seen um so uh alan convinces joe to quote let a set fall off the truck and so his plan is to take the toys sell them while his dad's out to make the store a little bit of money and then he paid joe back from what he met or from what he lost which that whole arrangement already confused me because if you're joe and a set of toys fell off the back of your truck. You're going to go deliver this to the store. You're going to be down a set. What's he going to say? Oh, I don't know. They just This is what's on my truck, right? So then Alan himself is going to pay Joe, who at that point isn't going to then go pay the store. So Joe is just pocketing that money. It's a write-off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's a write-off? You know, it, it could they be. write it off. <laughs> yeah. Do they even know what sense? a write-off is, do you? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. But now is where we meet Christy, um, played by a young Kristen Dunst. And she brings in her little brother. Um, and they he's trying to find a toy that he wants for his birthday because it's coming up here. And he just wanders into the back room of the shop. You know what you do when you go to the store. As a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you are one to do. As an adult. Yeah. Um, and he sees, <laughs> he sees the toys in the middle of a standoff. And... As soon as he walks in the room, we hear off-camera Major Chip Hazard say, Civilian, declare your allegiance. Then he gets shot in the face with a dart. And this kid's instant reaction is, Ow! Hey, cool! I know what I want! <laughs> that would be my reaction. Yeah, absolutely. That's sick. <laughs> so I, I can actually have friends now? Awesome. Yeah, so this, this toy shot uh, the kid in the face, and he runs out and reports that, Oh, this is what I want. Um, and... We learn that they cost a lot. Again, they haven't said how much they cost, but Christy says, no, these cost a lot, and mom and dad won't buy you these. And then um, the little brother retorts. I never caught the little brother's name, by the way. I don't remember. She said little brother, too. Yeah, little brother. He says... It's like Timmy or something like that. Dante. I think everybody... (laughs) Joe and Dante. Randall. I think every little brother is just named Timmy, right? Come on, Timmy. Yeah. So she she says, "Mom and Dad won't buy you these," and he says, "Yes, they will." <laughs> he says, "Yes, they will. They bought you those Gwendy dolls." Ooh. 
Oh. I'm sure that won't come up later, guys. What are you thinking? Uh, she's so embarrassed. She has yeah. Gwendy dolls. Uh, <laughs> what is she, a little baby? <laughs> Gwendy dolls. She's trying to impress the badass yeah. that got kicked out of 10 schools. Come on, man. Can't I know, play right? with dolls. Um, but then Alan finds his dad's ticket in the store, which he needs if he's going to go fly to this seminar to be a better small business. So he closes up shop. He he heads home. And that's where we meet Christy's boyfriend on a bike. A mo- he pulls up on his uh, motor. What was it? Like a little crotch What a piece hit. of shit. Yeah. This guy's obviously a piece of shit, right? <laughs> he rides a, a, a motor- motorcycle? motorized bicycle. Fuck this guy you know wears a helmet to be safe. <laughs> you know what's funny? Fuck. Is that I, I like, you know, I want to not like this guy because he's obviously in the way of the main <laughs> character getting. Yeah, we're Team Allen here. You so. know, the girl. But even the guy did try to, like, save her later on. He literally did nothing wrong. Like, in this he movie. was a decent <laughs> dude. He was. Besides, like, him trying later to, like, get inside. But, I mean, that's what teenage boys do. Alan would want to do the same thing. He was trying to do the same thing <laughs> at that exact moment, calling yeah. her. That's, that's, a, that's an interesting point. I never thought about how he committed no crimes, just that I didn't like him because I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> he was even nice to Alan, too. He was like, hey, hey I've, heard, that kid, I've right? heard about you. All right, cool. Didn't like, you burn down your school or something? <laughs> Yeah, I did just to watch it burn. Yeah, that line by <laughs> the way. You play sports and ride a bike. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit! Yeah. Fuck you! I burned down a school. Yeah. Nah, that guy's yeah. evil. <laughs> we can't trust him. Right. So now it cuts to Alan's parents um, back at home, and we can only assume Alan will be there shortly to bring his dad the ticket. But um, first, it also cuts to Christie's dad, and he's. Real hyped about his new, his brand new satellite dish. That he As he got. should be. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. dope. Nineteen ninety eight. What's he gonna get? Like forty channels. Insane. And it's gonna be crystal clear. Crisp. Four eighty p. Crisp. <laughs> Still a little fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> but something's something's up with this satellite dish. It doesn't work properly because of the placement of the moon. Long story short, there's a tree in the way, and it happens to belong to Alan's family. So what what is what does Phil Christie's dad do? The right thing, he cuts it he off cuts of his down yard. Yeah. That, the that. limb that is on his side of the property. Was it just the limb though? Because he goes and he he starts with the limb, but then uh, Al, Alan's dad Stuart comes out, and he's rightfully pissed that his neighbor's just taking no, it apart. I don't. I don't think so. I disagree. That was in his property. If it hangs over his side. But it does come back later. Oh, does when, it? When Alan falls off of the transformer, he hits branches on the way down, which are the only reason he survives the fall at the end. But but what I'm talking about is Phil says this tree has got to go. So he, he fully intended to cut down the whole I, tree. I don't think yeah. he was going to cut down the whole tree. I was, I, I heard that too, and I, I so okay. that's what I thought at first. Yeah, but he only he does continue to cut it after. He, like, changed the placement, though. Like, you first see and he's, like, on the trunk, and he's, like, oh, I'll just cut the Oh, was he on the trunk? That's what I thought. Okay. Well, then he is on the wrong, but then he goes back to the right. If it's just on his side of the property. he got challenged, yeah. That's fine. I think they would would side with me. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. If, If you live in a place... And you maybe have the right to cut off your neighbor's branches. And maybe I'm alone in this thought process. But even if I wanted that gone, I wouldn't do it just because that guy knows where I live. And I don't want to create any tension between me and the person. Hey, property lines. 
It's on my side. <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah. You're talking to some property owners yeah, over yeah, here. Right. We got to deal with. We're that sitting shit. in John's house yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need my satellite to work. Fair. Yeah. All right. Ignore me then. No, I'm I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. There's there's better ways, everybody. Yeah. Please just don't Obviously, cut down your neighbor's trees. We do talk we do to not, somebody yeah. first. Yeah. We do not ex- approve of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> so then Alan gets home to give his dad the ticket. Um, and at this point, I guess he just stays home. He's like, all right, I'm not going back to the store. Forget this. So he closes up shop, and now he's home. Takes off his backpack, unzips it, and finds that he had a stowaway. Mr. Archer himself is there. Um, and Archer, in his very advanced technology, asks Alan what his name is. What's his name, guys? Uh, Alan. All I can think shut of up, shut I gotta up, do Alan. Alan, murder. now shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And I like that because later when it shows, like, the perspective from Archer looking in, it, like, looks at the target, and it says, subject, Alan, now shut up. <laughs> like, that's his name. So, Archer's pretty sick. I definitely wanted one when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know about anybody else listening to this, but... If you wanted yourself a small soldier or a Gorgonite, let us know. Let us know in the comments. Also, tell us if you think he was going to cut down the whole tree or just the branch. <laughs> also, I'm let interested. us know, is it worth it to cut down your neighbor's yeah. tree? Even if you may be in the right. Yeah, but be nice to each other in the comments. Because your neighbor's <laughs> out there. <laughs> I, I do want to make sure we don't move too far forward because it, it then comes to him finding out that Archer is kind of sentient. But he doesn't freak out until he realizes Archer was on his computer. And he's just like, you were on my computer? Did you go in the folder <laughs> titled Untitled? <laughs> Please tell me you stayed out of that. You know, all that, all that uh, capacity he has on his Windows 95 <laughs> computer. Don't well, go in my folder that says nice things, okay? <laughs> well, it actually was 98. This movie came out in 98. Was Windows 98 a thing? Probably not, because I'm assuming this was... No, I think it was, mm-hmm. but... I don't, yeah, I don't know if, if he would add it. It's always you know? like a year before, right? Yeah. 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 So he was straight up rocking a Windows 95 yeah. computer. Woo! I'm sure somebody will be able to tell him, be like, that taskbar, that's yeah. 98. Get sir. in the comments. Yeah. I'm assuming his family's not well off. I don't know what his mom does. Do, do they she, ever say she what she does? She was dressed in what I thought was a flight, flight attendant. Flight attendant? That's what it yeah. looked like, yeah. Or like a chicken place with a weird uniform. Something <laughs> like that. That was all. <laughs> And She's his dad a, was a terrible businessman. Yeah, because yeah. only we only saw one customer this whole movie, Christy. Christy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, and Timmy or whatever yeah, his name yeah, was. Right. And they never even bought anything yeah. once. Those bastards. Yeah. Well, and there was a line too um, when when Alan got home, his mom's like, "Did you close up the store? Did you turn off the lights?" He's like, "Yes." What about the cash register? He's like, "Yes, I emptied, I emptied uh, both quarters and all four pennies, yeah. or whatever." He said that was a savage comment to his mom, by the way. But also, what at the toy store costs like fifty four cents? He was just saying <laughs> we didn't sell shit, mom. That's what he yeah. was saying to her. Yeah. But anyway, um, it, it it advances a little bit now, and it's now nighttime at the store with all of the toys that are still there. Alan has set up a display for all of them. Beautiful display, too. Like a display that has one of each toy. That's took, it. Took the time. Can you imagine if like someone goes in there and they just buy one of those toys and be like, no, buy the whole set. That wouldn't happen anymore. Somebody, One person would go in and buy out the entire stock. And, and then they, they would it be a 35-year-old man or something right, like that. Right, and they'd be yeah. waiting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'd be waiting outside hey, like two hours before yeah. the store opened to buy it. Yeah, And then poor little Timmy gets... But here, here is where I have a question because it's nighttime at the store and the toys are literally punching out of their boxes like they did in Larry's promotional video. 
which shout is out what, to multimedia. Yeah, which is what uh, Mr. Mars wanted. Can they actually do that? I don't think that'd be possible <laughs> <laughs> with the material that they're made out of. I don't think. They could have well, enough strength. I this think is your soapbox. This is your soapbox box for yes. the movie. <laughs> and you have to realize too, this movie was before when they got really intense. Where you're like, "Oh, I have a box cutter, and I still can't get in this toy." <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some things. Obviously, there's a lot of things in this movie that <laughs> yeah. I don't think is possible. That's the one thing, though, huh? But that that bugged <laughs> but, me. Well, this is this is where my question comes in, right? Because we've we've seen in the previous scene that Larry ordered five hundred thousand chips, right? We are now looking at one set of these toys breaking out of their boxes. Twelve. Can right. you right. assume? Can you assume that this is happening everywhere else where these toys are? No. Why? The only reason is because they opened it and they activated the two of them. Because after the, the commander, others, yeah, yep. the others wouldn't activate unless Chip Hazard activated them in the store at night. Because yep. he even said like soldiers, mount up or something like that. Like, Rough riders, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's <laughs> come on, we need like five movies. Yeah. So wait, you guys are saying because they were activated in the store, that was the downfall. Yes. If Alan had never done that, just taken the toys, put them on the shelf, none of this would have happened. He saved yes. this city. <laughs> none of this or, would have happened. He yet. saved whatever locations. Pro- probably the, the world. world. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, probably the world. That's like Skynet about to happen. Like, I mean, yeah. spoiler alert, they make a flight. I was going to say, yeah. uh, eventually it's going to happen anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis on, Leary made it pretty clear. Yeah. On small scale, it happened. Oh, well, you're saying well, no, okay. I'm saying it's going to happen somewhere. Yeah, yeah. The world's going to end because Dennis Leary is like, we're going to make this Fuck in the military <laughs> weapons. Globo. This worked yeah. too well. Globo is just a Skynet uh, branch. Yeah, Skynet, Skynet owns them, yeah. A Skynet gym, Globo gym. Globo net. Now we have to look all through Gremlins to see if we see. Right. So the toys bust out of their box and they have one mission. Destroy the Gorgonite scum with Major Chip Hazard leading the operation. But yeah, now it cuts back to Alan um, with Archer. Archer's searching the web. Alan learns that Archer's... Hey, this guy's actually like sentient. He doesn't just have pre-programmed lines. Um, But can we just say the one thing that's like not realistic about Archer surfing the web is he didn't stumble across porn. (laughs) I can guarantee you... just any keyword, it's going to take you to porn. What's What's funny? <laughs> what's funny is Alan was like, "Hey, if my computer has any viruses, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna kill you or whatever." Yeah. He says, I'm "Like, dude, it's a w- you you already have them." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that's unrealistic about that is that he was right clicking the whole he time. Was. <laughs> <laughs> that drove me crazy too. I was like, <laughs> "Do you think they did that on purpose, that or they caught button. it after and they're like?" We, we, we don't care. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. going to see that. <laughs> Only <laughs> nerds <laughs> will realize that. What, is some nerd group going to have a podcast and talk about this sometime 20-something years in the future? Probably not. So now we learn um, from Archer and Alan's conversation. Sums up the, uh, the, the toys want to get the, the Gorgonites, but it appears the Gorgonites have been destroyed. The next morning when Alan goes back to the shop, and everything is a mess. All the toy boxes are uh, strewn about, broken open, punched through. Punched through. The rest of the store is in shambles. It straight up looks like uh, it was vandalized, right? So then Christy uh, comes back to the store to buy those toys, you know. But she sees the the 
store has been destroyed, and she's six round to help Alan. And here is where we learn, Christy, she's not like other girls. <laughs> I laughed so hard <laughs> during this yeah, part. I, I definitely <laughs> yeah. wrote that down as yeah. a note. I was yeah. like, what? You listen to music? She, You're not like other girls. <laughs> Christy like Alien and Led Zeppelin, not dumb girl stuff. <laughs> she owned it, too. She was just like, I know. You're not like other yeah. girls, are you? Is that what this is from? Like that meme? What? What? The you're not like other girls. Is this is this where it started? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure, I've heard honestly. people say that yeah. forever. And when that line was dropped, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, memes come from anywhere, you know? Random thing in that scene. I did appreciate that he had to make a close sign and apparently they don't have a sign that says closed. Yeah. For, he just for the closed. toy store. Yeah. Just I mean, people would probably just assume they're closed. <laughs> what what is he doing? He's not there. He threw that away. So, Christy and Alan, they spend some time cleaning up the store. Everything looks better in tip-top shape. Um, and then there's a surprise visit from Alan's dad, who's returned um, from wherever seminar he was. He never talks about it again. We don't know how that went. But... Um, his dad comes back and he walks in and right away he sees a problem with the store. There's a problem with uh checks notes, the boat mast. Something is off with it. They never said what he said. He's like, what's this? And he goes and touches the boat mast and then it snaps in half. Pretty so, cool boat, by the way, but nobody's ever gonna buy that thing. It has to be like a thousand. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, say like they're not with how much they're probably <laughs> yeah. charging it or charging because of like <laughs> <laughs> they are selling nothing else in that store. Where do this store learns about Amazon? <laughs> it w- I was also interested because you look at the mask, you're like, that's obviously, it looks like, I can't tell if it's designed that way and that's like rope at the bottom of it. But I was like, if that's like tape, he's obviously going to see that. Like, she lied to you, Alan. He will see this. And then yeah. right away just touches it, snaps. Yeah. And so then his dad comes and he sees that. He touches the mask. It snaps in half. And he basically berates Alan. Um, obviously, would you do, Dad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Ob- my God! <laughs> obviously, Alan, you can't handle watching yeah. the store. My fourteen or fifteen-year-old yeah. child in front of a pretty girl, too. Right. I felt so bad for Alan. Yeah. This I, whole yeah. movie—he suffers from major self-esteem yeah. issues. His dad doesn't help. No, yeah. it's all because of his shitty dad. <laughs> like, and and and. We learned that Alan was like a troubled kid, right? Like later he, you know, did some graffiti, whatever he did. But the whole movie, he was like nothing but like a nice kid. He's like, oh, I'm not that person anymore. That was someone else. I'm like, dude, you're 15. <laughs> I know. They really tried to push that too. Like he he had a troubled past. He's like, but I'm not that way. Nah, man, that ain't yeah. me. That ain't me anymore, girl. <laughs> but a- that's kind of funny too because like what we were talking about with hating the, <laughs> the boyfriend the who's done nothing guy. wrong. Meanwhile, we're rooting for Alan, who is like a literal arsonist. Kicked out of of two schools. (laughs) Yeah, and it was during that cleanup scene that they had that conversation. Christy learns that. And then when Alan's dad gets here, Christy's like, all right, I'm going to go. And then that's when uh, Christy's boyfriend's like, hey, I know you're that kid that lit a school on fire, right? And then again, he drops the line, yeah, just to watch it burn. I'm like, metal as fuck, Alan. (laughs) One of the best lines in the movie. Coming on, yeah! (laughs) Exactly. And she stole Archer for him. Like, that was badass how she did that, too. Yeah. I thought she was actually stealing it for herself. I didn't remember the movie. I was just like, does she steal it? And then she's just like, oh, I don't know what happened to it. Right. (laughs) 
But she gives it back to him. But then we find out, um, as the camera pans back, that one of the commando elite was spying on this interaction. Mm. Um, and he knows that Alan mm. is harboring Archer. <laughs> um, and so Alan rides his bike home, and the commando elite set up a little ambush to try to, I guess, get on the bike. I don't really know what the mission was there, just to get Archer and get off the bike. Just to, to kill, kill Alan. Archer. Probably. <laughs> just to kill Archer. Yeah, kill Archer. No, yeah. I, I, they probably wanted to capture him. Because at that point, they still they didn't still know wanted, the Gorgonites were yeah. dead. Right. Or they were right. Yeah, hiding. That's fair. So the mission goes horribly, and Nick Nitro. Was it Nick Nitro? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, no, it was, no, the, it was the, the buff guy. I, with the, I don't remember. The blonde guy. Chad the, Musselton. Doesn't matter, his, <laughs> doesn't matter his name. Nick Nitro comes out later. I forgot. I think his name was like Marcus. <laughs> he was so buff. <laughs> Some tool. <laughs> no, no, no. He, was, he was cool and, and buff. <laughs> you look pretty. You look uh, pretty. I said you look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so then, after the botched commando elite infiltration of Alan's backpack, whatever, um, it gets cuts back to Alan at home. And Alan is not happy. He's on the phone with Globotech customer service. <laughs> and he gets, uh, was that the Simmer Down lady? Yeah. yeah. Simmer Down Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Simmer Down yeah. Like, literally, like, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, Simmer Down. Okay. Sherry O'Terry. Yeah. I don't know her. Is that? SNL. Right. Spartan. So she, yeah. yeah. So she is the customer service rep that answers the call. And what I really liked about this scene is, you know, she, Alan's getting nowhere. He's trying to explain what's happening. The, com- the commando elite just trashed my dad's store. And she's just not being receptive to it. And he says, is there a machine I can talk to? <laughs> Which is the complete opposite of what you hear and Every day. She was being a great machine, too, by the way. She sounded just like right. an IVR. And then the machine <laughs> asked the exact same question. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So um, now the Gorgonites um, are, you know. Gorgonites. So, so, yeah. So now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the Gorgonites were such little <laughs> wussies. <laughs> That's all I can hear. But just the Gorgonites. Gorgonites. <laughs> Say we were just going to hide and lose. <laughs> One of them's only a freaking eyeball. Like, what is he supposed to do? Ocula. Okay, yeah. I'm going to jump ahead because <laughs> we're talking about it. The Gorgonites could have smashed the commando elites. They do at the end. All if they would have fought. Except for the eyeball guy. Yeah, yeah if Bill. they would have fought, they would have won. What you're describing, Keenan, is workers seizing the means of production. <laughs> oh. no. No, 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 we're, we're not, not talking about that. We're talking about <laughs> abilities right. and characteristics. <laughs> yeah. You are describing what the workforce needs to do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Take control. So even though the commando elite failed their attempt to infiltrate Alan's backpack and kill Archer, they did find out where he lives. Shout out to Brett for controlling us, by the way. Good job. <laughs> uh, I'm an older brother. Yeah. It comes with the territory. Um, but anyway, so... Don't play that after I say I'm an older brother. Oh, no. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, Marcus is done. He's gone. Marcus Marcus can't wait for that to make Final Cut. <laughs> Marcus almost just spit his drink everywhere. Ooh, play by play. He's coming back to his seat. Oh. That way You gentlemen. killed Marcus, Keenan. <laughs> That's comedy for you. Please like and subscribe. Just, we're just four uh, dudes yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I, I have the power of the soundboard. <laughs> 
All right, no more drinks for the rest uh, of the night. I know, right? <laughs> so the Commando Elite uh, have broken in now, and they have taken Archer hostage. Um, and Alan wakes up because he, you know, he hears some commotion downstairs. Goes down there and finds Archer dangling upside down over the garbage disposal. Um, and Alan saves him and places now Nick Nitro in the garbage disposal, who loses his legs. Um, and he's making quite a ruckus down there. And now is where his parents come down and uh, find him there in the kitchen. And this trope, I guess, in movies always has pissed me off ever since I was a kid. And it's like the the parents or the responsible parties of the movie don't believe the main character in what is happening. Like so many times, like here, like in freaking uh, Chucky w- movies, yeah. when he's like, oh, he's alive. Well, and then on top of that trope, it's the trope of the thing that could easily, easily be proven <laughs> just decided not to say anything. So... I, I get Archer. Archer was, yeah, he, he holds up Archer and he's like, yeah, say something. Go ahead. Um, and Archer didn't say a single thing. I get it. I side with Archer here because Alan in the previous scene was being a little bitch to him. Archer was a little passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I know. He had the receipts, though. He was like, yeah. shut up. Don't talk to me. We're just in a war. Yeah. yeah, he's like, shut up. Don't say a word. And then the next scene, he goes to Archer. Why didn't you say anything? Literally plays his yeah. voice back. Shut up. Not a word. Yeah. So, um, been but there, he done said that. something. Right. So it's like <laughs> you're listening to me now, but he's, you weren't listening to me he's then. Trying to learn. Remember, yeah. his name is Shut Up, Alan. Like he, that's what he thought yeah. his name was first. This happens a lot through the movie, though, because like even towards the end, it has multiple scenes of neighbors just going like, "Up, oh, Finkel." <laughs> Fimple. No, call the fucking cops. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's just him. I know. I loved how they pointed that out for multiple people. Where, like, there's this huge, like, explosions. All this stuff is happening. And all these people are just like, Phil. Why do I Phil live in this again? fucking neighborhood? Yeah. <laughs> turn, let me turn up my TV. It was just. Yeah. So, Alan uh, tries to explain everything that's going on to his parents. You know, the commando elite, they're alive. They trashed your store. I took these from Joe, blah, blah. The dads don't, the dad doesn't believe him. Mom doesn't believe him. In fact, his mom asks, Alan, are you on crank? <laughs> Meth. Are you on that Jason Statham movie? It doesn't do that. I oh. hear. I hear. It this does one. not do that. Brett, this was right after the garbage disposal scene, right? Exi- yep. Immediately after. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, all I care about, how did you cut yourself? And right. it's like, well, all these major things are happening, mom and dad, this, this, this. And they're just like, boys on crank. And the dad says, Oh, so you pawned my tools to pay back Joe. Uh, A little nod of what's to come, just so you know. But now is when Alan confronts Archer, and he's like, "Listen, like, like now if you would have talked, then then you could we could have cleared some of this up. But instead, like nobody believes me. When Joe finds out the toys are destroyed, and I can't pay him back, he's gonna have my legs broken. Now hold the phone. Is Joe like some mobster or something? I mean, he's had things fall off his truck. Remember." I don't like your tone. It's too loud. But, but <laughs> and here's the thing: if Joe's shady, all the power to him, right? But Alan has to know what kind of person he is if he is afraid that Joe is going to break a child's legs. Well, he also insinuated that Joe would just let him keep these toys for nothing. He's like, "Come on, Joe. I know he stole some shit, man. Yeah, like, I know you, yeah. bud. Yeah. yeah. What do you think Joe's stolen? Hearts. 
Yeah. Heart. Yeah. Bras. Bras straps. Four of them. Yeah. Stole a lot of things just with that, those two fingers. I honestly don't know if you said hearts or parts. Yeah. Hearts. Hearts. Okay. No. And parts. He's, I mean. It's a toy. <laughs> yeah. Once we find out. <laughs> Clearly. What, I mean, if somebody we knows, too, in the comments, like, what his job was in Gremlins 2, please. Gremlins 1. Sorry. Not, I'm yeah. sure we can also look at him. Yeah, Very no, simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So now the commando elite are gearing up in the garage, and we see they've got all sorts of access to Alan's dad's tools. They had some at the shop. They've got even more. They've got power tools now. So something is about to happen. Um, Alan, after his conversation with Archer, though, learns that the Gorgonites are in fact not destroyed because the commando elite are looking for them. Why would they look for them if they killed them? So Alan goes to find the Gorgonites because if... They do what they did best, and that's hide. Where would they hide? In the dumpster. Gross. That dumpster. Which the aha moment was he threw something away. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> where they're at. They're trash. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. These <laughs> it only makes sense that they're yeah. in the garbage. So Alan finds all the Gorgonites in the dumpster. They were hiding. It's what they do best. Meanwhile, though, Larry and Erwin, our Globotech people, um, are heading to the lab where the X-1000 chip was made. We learned, though, of one flaw with this chip. Mm. And it's the major reason that the military has not adapted this chip worldwide. Those dummies at the Pentagon or whatever he said. Those dummies didn't account for the EMP flaw. A simple EMP is all it takes to fry. Only this every chip. electronic basically made <laughs> has the same flaw. I was but say, I'm pretty sure that's a common that. thing. We need our military chips to withstand everything. Right. So now the Gorgonites, they're, they're all back safe to Alan's room. They're hanging out. Um, Alan's on the phone with Christy doing a little, little flirty flirt. You know, he's... I, I had a problem with that. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Because I, I, he clearly knows that she's in a relationship. There's been no sign that, like, this guy's a bad guy at all. And he's straight up asks her out. What do you mean? The, she, the but guy she, was... She only goes after older guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she only goes after older guys. He rides a bike. He plays sports. Which oh, is yeah, a right? jerk. His confidence, by the way, to do that on that... Phone call, just be like, hey, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just like, I'm sorry. I only dated other guys. And for him to continue, like, hey, why don't you try know. saving my life first yeah. and then we'll see? <laughs> and then we'll kiss. All right. Yeah. It's got to be successful though, times. because yeah. Yeah. The, the boyfriend yeah. attempted. If your pants get lit on fire and you run away, no kisses for you. Yeah. But the uh, commando elite are listening in on this phone call. And uh, they found Alan's weakness. He says he'd basically do anything for her. Time. The heart. Yeah. He has a penis. <laughs> so the commander will be listening. That kind of worked out. Because <laughs> Kirsten Dunst is Mary Jane. Sorry. Uh, I went off on a yeah. tangent. <laughs> so the, the commander will guy listening. I, a good I, green goblet, though. I don't know all their names, aside from Chip Hazard and Nick Nitro. But he's listening in. He goes up to Chip Hazard. Um, he's like, yo, we got a simp alert and plays back the, the fact that Alan's like, oh, I'd be willing to risk it all for you or whatever he said. Some stupid thing. <laughs> um, and so Chip Hazard says, put in a combination for yourself. Good job. Um, basically, at this point, uh, things, are, things are about to go down. We got, the, we got the commando elite, you know, MacGyvering it up in the, in the 
in the garage. Okay. All the Gorgonites are there. Shit's about to go down, guys. So Christy's parents now are now uh, sitting there watching their brand new setup and their giant 40-inch DLP TV. <laughs> Hell yeah. Remember those like TVs, it's like the bulb goes out and your entire 1,000-pound oh TV is obsolete. It's got to wait for next bulk trash pickup. <laughs> that you need, like, you need like 10 feet of room for your TV sideways and front and back. You had a classy so, setup, though. That's pretty sick. The yeah. sliding doors just... It's so funny you said that, though, Keenan, because I have literally seen at least 10 of those in bulk right. trash just sitting on the side of the curb waiting to be picked I've up. I've been that person. I put one in bulk trash. Yeah, there's the nothing bulb, you can the do. The bulb went out. Yeah, that and, like, what do you do? Like, I, I don't think it's a very easy thing to replace. No. And yeah. it's almost the same price as the TV. Yeah. Anyways. Phil would lose his mind if he lived long enough to see. <laughs> Shit. That Too was, soon, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. Wow. That was, that was me. Boo this man. Yeah. Too many. So Christy's parents there are sitting there talking. Uh, they're watching, you know, their their new setup. Um, the Commando Elite are trebucheting drugs into <laughs> into their drinks. They roofied her. How many did they throw in her glass? Like I, I, I saw three, at least right? three shots. Yeah, I mean, well, based you don't need that many. Her character, she can handle it. But but the dad also <laughs> got it. I don't know if it was just her drink because. He also passed out. So yep. I, I don't know if that was one drink or if that was both drinks or they drank from the same glass or what. I, I remember this scene as like when I first watched it as a kid as like the coolest thing ever. I don't like, remember that scene oh at my, all as I, a kid. I, I, the soldiers are perfectly into the glasses to get those parents drugged. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like I, I, I literally laughed out loud right before this happened. So they're watching the, they're watching the TV, right? And... His wife is just already kind of feeling it because she's obviously drinking. And then Phil, out of nowhere, just goes, I think World War II is my favorite. <laughs> I laughed at that too. Yeah. That had to be an improv. Yeah. Like, he probably just yeah. did that on yeah. the day. That was hilarious. I don't know that I have a favorite war. But anyway, so the... the Star Wars. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay, I take that back. Clone Wars? Storage? <laughs> I hear it's fake. Hot take. Well, I, no, it absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just Listeners, what's your favorite yeah. war? <laughs> As you can tell, we're very manly men here with all of our... The movie yeah. War with Nicolas Cage. Pretty or, sure that's a movie. Or the movie War, war with, with Jet Li. And Ooh. Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah. That was a good movie. Is that bad? Can we do that movie? But uh, so continuing on the toys, <laughs> they tie up Christie's little brother... And uh, now we see these horny little toys thirsting all over the Gwendy dolls that were aforementioned. Um, I'm about to see a, a doll fucking scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good thing his three-day pass was denied. They, uh, they take Nick Nitro, who died after the garbage disposal incident, and they remove the chip <laughs> from his head. Which... Where did that body bag come from? Why was it perfect? It oh, was right. <laughs> and why are they bringing it everywhere with them? <laughs> I was like, what? The, I specifically in that scene, I was trying, oh, I was like looking at it to be like, is it a jewelry bag? Is it something? It is literally a perfectly sized <laughs> body bag, just like the military uses, but this is just sized for. An action figure, whatever. That's funny. I didn't even think. Yeah, that, it was just like right. perfect. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't anything where you could tell it was something else. It was like perfectly sized. Right. Bag. It's sold separately. Yeah. And <laughs> it's dark. 
And so they take these Gwendy dolls and they use Nick Nitro's chip. And I actually, like, as an adult, I really appreciate this scene when, like, they Frankensteined all, like, they basically took the chip, used some sort of electromagnetic science or whatever to take the processing power of that chip and put it into simultaneously all the Gwendy dolls or six at a time because they used a muffin tin <laughs> yeah. uh, as, as the part that goes over their heads. And I just love the innovation of of that like they use you know what are those things called you know like the, not the not the globe that you touch it's like oh you i would, know where you're talking yeah. about where you touch and then like it the, like makes the, the, lightning. Stat, the lightning touch your fingers yeah. it doesn't hurt at all it just it's cool it was very popular in the 90s but what did they because i was watching this i do appreciate how in-depth they went with this scene. yeah like they didn't just say like oh we made these they had like five different steps in their frankenstein of these dolls but they put like a little it looked like the chip on them, and that was the part where I was like, "Oh, what yeah, are they putting on them." Like, None of this stuff makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's one. But chip. I did appreciate it. Yeah, it was cool. it's it's one chip powering all the dolls. Which so that was fetch. that one that they show on that first doll. Yeah, the one chip. But, but I thought the chip was on the little lightning thing. Yeah, I, I have no idea. But anyways, yeah. It but as a result, each of the dolls are a little more fragile than the rest because really, all it takes is one good hit, and they're. What's really far-fetched is how those dolls move. There's no, there's <laughs> nothing inside them that makes them move on their own. The chip, though. <laughs> no, there's nothing controlling the limbs. It's called intuition, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Marcus has a vast collection of Barbies. He knows the inner working. Well, what were they called? Stacy <laughs> or dolls or whatever. Gwendy. Yeah, Gwendy's. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys Wendy. recognize the voice? No, who was it? Was it somebody that we? Uh, I recognized Sarah Michelle Geller. She was what? Um, really? She was one of them, and no, then she was I, all of the good. No, there was another one. There was another wow. voice that I didn't recognize at first. I mean, I it rang familiar, but Ooh, I looked it beefy. up. Beefy. It yeah, was uh, Christina Ricci. Really? Ritchie. Wow. Dang. You know, it's funny because I didn't look it up, but I could absolutely hear. Sarah Michelle Keller. Yeah. yeah, she is, is, that was the voice that I recognized. Why don't right you away. love me? Uh, it's, yeah, Chrissy's. So Chrissy gets home now, and then the Gwendy dolls. Uh, she ho- opens the closet, finds her brother all tied up, just throws her coat. Well, she didn't even she, see yeah, him. She didn't find him. Yeah, she just throws the coat on his head. She saw him. <laughs> He's a little. Uh, yeah, brother. I, I really wanted to just look at him and be like, "Yeah, you fucking deserve it." <laughs> just the door. Classic mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't. So she throws the jacket, doesn't see him, goes up to her room, sees uh, this this Frankenstein lab going on here, um, and rightfully gets scared out of her mind. So he, a lot of shit happens in the next two minutes. So she finds the Gwendy dolls. They climb up her. They tie her up. Um, when she gets home, though, her boyfriend's trying to weasel her way in, weasel his way in there, and he's like, you know, oh, my bank won't start. He's like practicing what he's going to say outside. Oh, um, I just I need to come in and like hang out with you. <laughs> Damn, Brett! <laughs> wow, we need a timeout. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it doesn't really pan out because he hears her scream. I was waiting for the. Just tell me what you want me to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Do it. Tell me what you want me to fuck. <laughs> so he runs uh, up when he hears Christy scream. Christy scream uh, after she's getting attacked by the dolls. He himself gets attacked by the dolls, and then he's just done. That's it. That's the last we ever see of that guy in the whole movie. To be fair, he got lit on fire. That's fair. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that would be my only thing that I would uh, count against him is that you don't see him again. So obviously he didn't like yeah. try to come back when he, you know. Or call the cops. <laughs> or yeah, or call the cops for help and be like, hey, something's going on in that house. Totally. Now, Christy gets tied up again um, with by the Gwendy dolls. And then Major Chip Hazard like steps on her torso, goes up to her face, and he looks at her in the face and he says, are you scared? We're all scared. I love this line. You'd have to be crazy not to be scared. <laughs> and I have to admit, as a child, the fact from like the point when Christy got home to that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, I only watched yeah, this movie. point <laughs> on. <laughs> not all the toys, just when he gets cut everything. the first time yeah. at that point, I think I'm just like, this is a fucking the, horror horror movie. Movie. Yeah. Like so, uh, yeah, and that's a good that's a good point because this movie is basically like Gremlins meets Toy Story meets Chucky all at once. Yeah, yeah, with with some Home Alone but aspects for in there. kids, but for kids apparently <laughs> maybe well, thirteen I mean, and older. Gremlins was kind of the same way. Was Gremlins PG thirteen? Yeah, but he, and, well, but think at about, least the second one was. I the first one I think. Uh, leaned more into the because it was horror. like a horror genre. I think the first one leaned more in the horror, but the second one was more uh, goofy. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Second <laughs> one's great though. Yeah. <laughs> this one was literally toy, small, small soldiers, not toy soldiers. Was literally directed at kids. Like it's like this well, is, this is about your toys. Uh, apparently, I they were originally going to make like like hard PG thirteen movie. Damn. Um, so hard. On, make, on making so hard that PG thirteen was gonna be <laughs> on making hardest. the movie though. <laughs> <laughs> on making the movie, uh, Joe Dante recalled he said originally I was told to make an edgy picture for teenagers, um, but when the sponsor tie-ins came in and the new mandate was to soften it up for a kiddie movie, too late. As it turned out, there are elements of both approaches in there. So just before the release, it was purged of a lot of its action explosions. Huh. So he fully intended to make this a movie for teens, and then later was told, hey, pump the brakes a bit. So but none of the, like, PTSD, like, <laughs> Vietnam soldier. Yeah. War is war. So then the commando elite, having Christy in their possession, um, send a ransom video over to Alan and the Gorgonites, straight through a harpooned VHS tape into the wall, um, basically, Christie's tied up in the video, and the gist is that basically surrender the Gorgonites. That's their one demand. And if they do that, then this will end harmlessly. But Alan has some other ideas, and he says, if Major Chip Hazard wants a war, we'll give him a war. Is this after Alan and Archer have the conversation about the wind? Because that really bugged me, too. The window conversation? Not the window. He's standing in the window, oh, and he's, he's like... like he sees the trees rustle, and he's like, the, the commandos are in the trees. And he's just like, no, that's just the wind. You, you just feel it. He's just like, feel? But I feel like yeah. multiple times in the movie, the toys seem to feel pain. They're also impacted by the light when Chip Hazard like, corners Archer and flashes the light in his eye. It just seems <laughs> inconsistent. <laughs> we we also know that the the commandos too, when they are putting together whatever the guy's name was that was on the bike, which that scene is hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. because he, he's like, <laughs> let it out or something. Yeah, just, he's like, just let it out, soldier. You're fine. He's like, oh, 
are. They're like, all right, A to B, like, and then they have the med kit, and it's eventually taped, but they're supposedly, like, I think it's just they're exposed, they know what they're supposed to experience. I don't think it's actual pain, but I just, the wind conversation again could have been like, right with that other conference. Chop. The wind wind (laughs) conversation happened just for the one line, just because you don't see something doesn't mean it isn't there. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, the the plan is underway, and Alan drops a Gorgonite's box right on the lawn where the Commander Willie can go to uh, open it, but it's a decoy, and he sends Archer up through the chimney of Christie's house on a rocket. Archer lands, goes to the chimney, lets him inside, and he's in. Meanwhile, the Commando Elite are dealing with this decoy box here. Let's see. Archer conveniently opens like a lock that's <laughs> right at the bottom like a dead of the yeah. floor. Like that's those don't exist. So Alan goes up and he lets when or he lets Christy go and him and Christy just proceed to fuck up the Gwendy doll. <laughs> I think you're just saying fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> you were trying to censor me before, and now you're gonna say that. And then they yeah. just start mouth fucking. <laughs> They take, uh, you know, all sorts of blunt objects to the Gwendy dolls. He punched the highlights out of her hair. That's basically what they do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Christy says, you rescued me, and gives Alan a big old kiss. So, <laughs> multiple. so at this point, is she still dating the guy? Who knows? Hey, Wait, that, he ran that away. ran out. And by the way, one tiny little part of his pants were on fire, and he took the whole things off, like, just, to be fair, <laughs> he was looking for an excuse. I was going to say, yeah, to be fair, out. dry. Like, or like, if you look at it, it's like the tiny little bit of the bottom next to his shoe. He entered that house with the intent to take his pants off. That's true. Well, my, yeah. my leg's on fire. Yeah. He's got to come off. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Maybe he wasn't a good guy. Right. Maybe that's some symbolism layered in there. Rides a bike. Yeah. <laughs> Play sports. Yeah. So it's, a, it's around this time that the commando elite realize, though, that they've been duped. And it's um, at the same time that Christy and uh, Alan have made it out of the house. And just when they think they're safe, something happened, something's happening in the garage. And then we're met with the Great Rush Hour song. Wow! <laughs> what is it good for? And then the commando elite bust through the garage door with all their improvised RC cars. Um, this was yeah. badass. This yeah, scene, like amazing. I love how they start putting in music in this part from the movie. Like it's it hasn't been in there before, and then there you go. So just a, just a quick recap of every sort of vehicle that the commando elite have. They have. All sorts of weapons on their cars. They have everything from flamethrowers to chainsaws on their cars to rockets to nail guns to corn cob holder launchers. That was cool. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah. That would fucking hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, man, those went in deep on his yeah. leg. Yeah. So Alan gets shot and some corn cob holders get stuck in his leg. Three and of them. He takes it like a champ. Yeah, this fifteen year old kid. He just kid. pulls him out. Yeah, he's just like, all right, whatever. You know, we're in a war uh-huh. right now. And his dad was being a little bitch about it too when he got shot. His dad whatever. gets his dad gets hit with a net and then like falls over and. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> so it's a high speed chase. Christy and Alan on a little moped or something, and all the commando elite chasing them. Christy and Alan make it over a jump. The commando elite don't, and there's a massive explosion. 
and all of them die. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. Just kidding. There you go. All of them die except for one Ooh. major chip hazard who survives, and he floats down a river downstream. But he lands somewhere very precarious. Where does he land? The dump. Well, no. <laughs> I, I stopped watching. <laughs> I thought it was over. He lands in front of a toy store with his own face toy at the top of world. it, promoting the Commando Elite uh, toy set. And he's got his reinforcements here, and shit is about to go down. So it's only assumed, we don't see him walk in, but it's only assumed that Chip Hazard is going to walk in there and recruit a bunch of toys. Somehow. Some and probably kill whatever yeah. Gorgonites are in there, too. <laughs> That's probably the first thing they the Again, 500,000 of these chips have been made. So Chip Hazard finds this store, um, but right outside that store, we're met with a familiar character, uh, Joe. He's sitting in his truck. Uh, apparently, it took him all day, two days, to deliver the shipment of toys that are Apparently not that far from Alan's house. Who knows what, how? He, he wasn't shipping them. He was. It was a recall. They were recalling them. He was taking them back because of Alan's voicemail. That's right. That's right. Or he was stealing them. One of the two. probably that. <laughs> yeah, selling it to the. Or maybe a little bit both. Probably selling it to foreigners and yeah. enemies <laughs> of the state. They fell off the truck. <laughs> but then someone appears behind Mobster Joe, and it's a major chip hazard. Holds a knife up to his throat. Again, this is not a kids movie. <laughs> Which I was very interested in. Multiple scenes, they have these knives, and I'm like. Are they the ones that came with them? Because they're perfectly sized. That's yeah. a good question. Because <laughs> this, this, yeah, this knife was like a little baby knife, but it was made out of metal. But it's real, just <laughs> yeah. like in the other. They, uh, we'll get to it later on, but you literally, know, get to it now. I thought the same thing when he was up on the transformer. Yeah, and he stabs Alan in the finger, and it's perfectly sized. And I'm like, if that came with you, there's no way that's real, unless Larry really was mm. a fucking idiot. Just like, you know what? Chips and real knives. Speaking yeah. of Larry, though, it cuts back to Alan now. And Larry and Irwin have showed up um, to Alan's house. Um, shit's happening in this neighborhood. It's on fire. Um, the both, you know, Christy's parents are awake now. They're at Alan's house. Like, everything, everything's going down. And they arrive. And Irwin says, hey, basically, we're, we're here to talk about this complaint filed by Alan. And, he's, and Alan says, yeah, something's wrong with the toys. <laughs> And Larry goes, what's wrong with the toys? Bear in mind that you will be called into court to substantiate your claim. <laughs> I loved him in these couple scenes. Like, it, it was, they had to seal his character this way, and it was done perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then Stuart, Alan's dad, just goes, punches him in the face. Finally, coming to the defense of his son. I know. It only took an hour yeah. and 30 minutes <laughs> to come to the defense <laughs> of his son one time. Um, but are, Hang on. Are we all in agreement with Phil Hartman's character? Just give up the Gorgonites, right? I mean, they're they're toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not real things. Like they're <laughs> this would be over. Yes, yeah. you could have just handed them yeah. over. So and then shut them down. At least that's what we thought. Yeah, obviously. Well, was wrong. yeah. So at this point, Phil tries to go and surrender, but the uh, at this point, the command elite they're not having it. Instead, they engage in some psychological warfare and play the Spice Girls as loud as they can, disturbing it's every the wife that life. can handle her drugs. She loves, loves that, that song. song. I'm, you know, I'm the soundtrack it. for this <laughs> yeah. movie was great. They stepped it up. They really that. did. Yeah. Like, 
They actually played Led Zeppelin. I, I got to imagine that is very expensive. And Led Zeppelin themselves are very, yeah, I was gonna very say. picky about what, what gets the okay to use their music. And so I wonder if that's why they mentioned it in the beginning, too. Like, that was the band. Uh, that's that's I mean, my I guess, guess they would have had to, yeah. This movie isn't like other movies. <laughs> <laughs> we like Aliens yeah. and Led Zeppelin and Spice Girls. Maybe so, they're a fan of Gremlins. You know. At this point, uh, Chip Hazard. It? At this point, Chip Hazard and all of his reinforcement toys arrive, and he's got the full set back together. But this begs the question: He probably, definitely had to run into a other major Chip Hazards there, right? Weren't they there? It, I don't recall. Seeing I never saw any another Chip, Chip Hazards Hazard. except for the the one. The so that one. means he cannibalized them, like he killed all of them. But also, he is. Tasked with killing this one set of Gorgonites, Gorgonites. when there were probably more Gorgonites than he has ever seen. Well, that's in what his I was saying. Yeah, I think that sword. was probably the first thing he did was yeah. after he just like he oh, did in the oh, other toy yeah, store. Yeah, after he woke yeah. up his crew, yeah. probably just killed all yeah. those Gorgonites. Order, order sixty six on there. Killing. Kill the Gorgonites. So the Heartland guys, they they know like, oh yeah, shit's shit's going down now. War is ensuing. The toys, they've made it back. (laughs) They're shooting projectiles into the the living room. Uh, Alan's mom, in true tennis champ fashion, is bashing them out of there with a tennis racket. She legit was a badass under pressure. Thank you. Everybody, she's just like, all right, you get the barricade up. You in the closet. (laughs) I love that scene. After she was just beast-moding with the tennis racket. And they're just like, good forehand, honey. Nice backhand. Hitting these flaming tennis balls back at toys. She was a flight attendant. Yeah, she, had a, she has to or, deal with a lot or of at people. A, a weird chicken place. She, yeah. You know, yeah. she just calls this Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the Heartland guys mention that, hey, they're very, subs, uh, they're very subjective to an EMP. So if we can create one of those, every electronic device can do that. We need a big one. And then Archer points out, oh, there's a transformer up there pointing at the telephone pole. And give Phil some credit. He was the one that was saying that any device can do it or whatever. Yeah. So um, all of the six adults around agree that teenage Alan (laughs) needs to climb up the telephone pole. And stick a metal thing in between the two transformers to activate. The dad didn't want him to go alone. He didn't, but he reluctantly agreed. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was like that guy that's like, no, don't do it. Yeah. But okay, it's it's like, like, do you want to do? Do you want to yeah, do it yeah. then? Oh no, 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 you got this. It's like, like when you go to when you go to brunch with your friend and you're like, oh, uh, with like both Fane reaching for the check. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, <laughs> oh, you got it. Okay, yeah. he literally was like, oh, I can't remember what he said, but it was some lady thing, and the dad was like. My son's resolve is there. He has yeah. to do it. Alan's like, <laughs> Alan's like, just like I don't know. I, Dad, I need to climb yeah. up there and do this. Yeah. And he's like, no, you don't. You're a kid. He's like, there's no other way. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. right. Yeah. What about, what am I going to yeah. do it? No. no. I'm not dumb enough to do that. Go ahead, son. Like, so they let a teenager climb up this pole to do this EMP situation going on. And at this time, the Gorgonites, they say, no more hiding. And they come out and they wreak havoc. And it just it's a, it's just a few scenes back to back. The Gorgonites destroy. Yes. 
They kick their ass. Those Golganites get it. So it cuts to Alan up at the top of this uh, this pole here. Chip Hazard has flown, and his helicopter's crashed that he had for some reason. And he's up there. Archer's up there now. There's a, there's a fight happening. Archer gets knocked down with a satellite dish. Um, and Chip Hazard, uh, in Alan's true moment of heroism, picks him up and uses him to fry the Transformers. After he gets stabbed. By him, in whatever his these knives yeah, are. He, he grabs them pretty easy. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a toy. This, this, <laughs> this scene was this was a good balance in this movie to how they did this, where it's like the toys did these crazy things, but when they didn't have those other things, they were like, Oh, you're you're literally just a toy. <laughs> you're, you're, a, just, you're a handheld <laughs> figurine. So <laughs> I appreciated that more on this one where they didn't make them where it's like, Oh, I, I can't grab them. Like he was just like the kid was just like, Oh, I got you. Oh, yeah, you're, you're just a fucking toy. <laughs> just a toy. Here. I did not like how, though, the fight with Archer, they built it up so awesome, and then it was just like, it was just nothing. Well, yeah. I didn't like that at first either, but Archer fell off um, oh, along with yeah, the satellite dish, yeah. and then immediately after that uh, beautiful EMP happened, <laughs> and uh, all of the commando elite are fried. And it's basically uh, a sigh of relief because the battle is over. And it cuts to our very last scene of the movie. And that's Mr. Mars and Miss Kegel um, arriving on a tight helicopter. And just proceeds to start cutting checks to I everybody. thought this was great. Amazing. This was so funny. It was like, no, you can't. You, can't, you, won't, you don't have enough money. What, to about, what about my house? Yeah. It's destroyed. Cut some check. No, no, no. That's it. We're good. Uh, We're good. Probably. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll do it. But it's at, it's at this point that we finally learn. He's like, "What are we? What are we charging for these?" And we learn that each of the toys costs seventy nine ninety five each. Now, when, that was in nineteen ninety eight. That is still a lot for an action figure now that you would just get at your standard what Walmart, Target, Toys R Us. Seventy nine ninety five. I don't know, like, if we were to pull up an inflation calculator, or whatever, what that would translate to today. But uh, it's a lot. Especially if you wanted to buy a set, because there was 12 total figures. Cuts to our final scene in the movie, and that's Alan sending the Gorgonites down, downstream on what else but that very same ship that had the mast broken. I hated this. Yeah, oh, you know what? The I giant didn't even boat. realize that that was the boat from <laughs> the store. <laughs> could have paid for all the toys that nobody buys. They gave it to the Gorgonites. I didn't hate that. I hate the fact that they just let military technology go down a river. <laughs> Anybody can come across this, and we can have a small soldiers too. But did you consider it was nice military technology? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> they, and they hide. They don't want to hurt people. Yeah. It's yeah. in their program. Nope. Not yet. You know what? I, when I remember watching that, and I was thinking, oh, well, what happens if, like, you know, they run into more trouble, like animals or something. But I was like, oh, they'll take care of themselves. They're <laughs> super strong for little plastic toys, apparently. But that's a, that's a great point because he just sends them downstream, and we that's the end of the movie. We never yeah. know what happens to them. Like, I would like to see the next scene where, like, an eagle swoops down and, like, just takes one. <laughs> takes one takes the eye. Ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But with that, that rounds out our movie, uh, Small Soldiers. We got to say we... We say we got to play some games. Games, 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 games,
three of us here are going to pick the a person in the movie that we want to either bed, wed, behead. This is going to be tough. I'm Easy, boys. Yeah, this is going to be <laughs> yeah, tough. Let's let's not do any anybody who's a child. Uh, um, we're very limited. Figures? We're very can limited we, here. Can we do? Stick with me. Yeah. Can we pick toys? And if we do pick toys, can Excuse we me. clarify the rules of are we the size of the toy? Oh, we have to decide I, that I'm first. Gonna, I'm going to say that you it's your fantasy. <laughs> you choose. <laughs> you bet it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keaton, you start then. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Archer. Archer. Okay. John, what do you got? Chip. Major Chip Hazard. Marcus? No, I got to pick a... You know what? <laughs> I'll go Joe. Joe? Oh, gosh. Oh, oh Joe. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I wanted the tennis one. All right, since I didn't pick, I'll go first. I'm going to say, um, so we got Chip Hazard, Archer, and Joe. Obviously marrying Archer, right? Sentient. He's nice. He just wants to find a good home. I can give he's him a made good made of plastic. Like, I, I can give him yeah. a good home, right? You know? Chip Hazard, kill that motherfucker because... You know, if you don't, then you're going to find an untimely doom, which means I got to bed Joe. The guy's resourceful. Uh, <laughs> fingers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shady fingers Joe over here. Yeah. He, he, can, he, can, he can do some stuff. He so. can break my legs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sticking to it. What do you think, Hina? Uh, so mine's different. I went with uh, Bed Archer. And in and, and this fantasy of mine, which I've had multiple times, I am the size of Archer. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I just think fun. Uh, behead Chip Hazard. That, that's, it's a hazard. It's in his fucking it's name. It's literally his fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Wed Joe. He's, he's got a steady job. For now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, resource, he's resourceful. Like he'll, he'll support you. And he's got those fingers. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go a little Anarchy 99 here. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to behead the good sir Archer of the Gorgonites. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Archer, I'm sorry. I'm trying to live a little spicy in my life, and you're just going to talk to me about wind all the time. I'm like, it's not there. And he's programmed to lose. Yeah, that's a good like point. I, I don't want, I don't want somebody that's programmed to. Even though he kind of like broke that a little bit with like, if we hide, we lose too. But anyways, bed or sorry, behead archer. I'm gonna bed me some chip. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were just saying I'm gonna bed me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Gonna, fourth option. It's, it's me. gonna, it's gonna be a spicy. Are you scared? <laughs> it's, exactly. Yeah, like talk dirty to me. You yeah. wish. It's going to be spicy, so I'll bet him. And then I'm going to marry Joe because maybe I want a TV one day. And he's like, I know a guy. I can make one fall yeah, off I got truck. it. I got you. Yeah. With the with the sharp cost of your kneecaps. Well, no, because it's, it's, he cares about me. Like that, that's, he, He's kneecapping yeah, other people side. for me. Yeah. That's code for his penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, yeah. Marcus? Um, I think I'm, I think I'm going to agree with Keenan. Like, I Ooh. feel like you have to kill Chip Hazard. I mean, oh, you can't man. let that motherfucker win. You just enjoy the ride. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And, uh, but John made a good point about Archer, and I think he's a little bit. So Manila. Like, yeah, he's just white toast, you yeah. know, whatever. 
Um, but so you would marry Joe and then deal with Archer for one night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, he's going to be around. (laughs) Do you love me now? He's he's attached. (laughs) It was one night, dude. It was one one night. night. I told you. (laughs) But the wind, Marcus, the wind. (laughs) We talked about it. <laughs> All right, guys, and that is uh, bed, wed, behead. On to our next game here. A little game we like to call Seven Degrees of Who. Sometimes we can do this pretty quickly. Sometimes we oh fuck it up royally. But we're going to try to connect an actor from the movie to a random list celebrity here. I'm going to pick an actor from the movie since I didn't pick one of the three. And I'm going to go straight up just Tommy Lee Jones. But we're going Ooh. to a random Ooh. celebrity. We're going to try to get there in seven steps or less. Uh, you got your notepad up there, Marcus. Keep keep our score. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tally it away. But we're going from a uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones to a Mickey Rourke. We're going to go. Uh, I'm taking us out of here with Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. And we're going to go Tommy Lee Jones to Will Smith and Men in Black. All right. Take it away, Keenan. All right. Will Smith was in... Independence Day with Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum was in uh, Jurassic Park with Sam Neill. Ooh. Okay, Sam Neill. Sam Neill was in Bicentennial Man. Okay. Okay. With Robin Williams. Oh, we love Robin Williams on this we show. We do love Robin Williams. Okay. <laughs> could I could take it back to Chris and Dunst. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> Wait, who are we trying to get <laughs> to? Again? I'm trying to get to Mickey Rourke. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So we'll go. Okay, let's see where I can take this. We'll go. Okay. We'll go Robin Williams to Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. I have two movies I'm trying to connect to. Matt Damon was in The Departed. There we go. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio was in Django. With Samuel Jackson. Did you say Django? I did, yeah. The Django. 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 Such a good movie. I love that movie yeah. so much. Well, Sam L. Jackson was in Iron Man Dose with Mickey Rourke. There we go. You did it. There it is. You lost yeah. Stark. <laughs> How much was that? How many was that? Nine. Nine, nice. Right. Nice. Nine degrees of who? So, not our best. Definitely not our <laughs> worst. <laughs> so, with that being said, I think it's time we revisit that review that we mentioned earlier. Again, Kevin Lally of Film Journal International said, uh, a charmless and often mean-spirited kids movie that no kid under eight should be taken to see. So, I'm going to make a bold statement here, and I'm going to say... This is not a kid's movie. It wasn't a kid's movie, and I feel like Joe Dante was given pressure to make it a kid's movie so it could sell toys, and as a result, it kind of sat in this weird spot between a movie for teenagers and kids, and it didn't get quite the marketing that it deserved, which is maybe why it isn't as good as it deserves, because it seems like a lot of the reviews are about how this isn't for kids. So I'm going to have to agree that no kid under eight should maybe see this because I do remember as a kid who was probably under eight when I saw it. Definitely scared me as a kid, but 
I uh, I don't know. Disagree with the charmlessness. Yeah, agreed, totally. You know, I yeah, I agree with the first half of the review. Disagree with the second half of the yeah. review. Any other thoughts on that? No, it's pretty succinct, yeah. right? So that was Small Soldiers. Again, it scored a forty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, critics believe that Michael Bay's Transformers. Is somehow a better movie than this. And I have to say, what's wrong with him? Matt Lauer can suck it! As well as all <laughs> critics. Um, I do want to leave you guys with some words here uh, from from Mr. Archer himself. First from Alan. Several Thank times, several oh, times quoted ourselves tonight. And that is, just because you can't see something doesn't mean it isn't there. Which... As a line for the movie, what was the point of that? Like, what is it? Is this a line about like religion or what is this about? <laughs> what is the grand scheme of this line supposed to be about? Yeah, that's confusing. <laughs> Just trying to add depth. That's all they were doing. They're like, let's Just put the let's put this depth. line in here that could be construed as something really deep, although we're going to give no context behind it. So join us next time when we talk about the hit movie. Taken, starring Liam Neeson and Maggie Grace. Very looking forward to this one. Um, in the meantime, feel free to follow us on all the socials. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple. You're listening to us now, so however you're doing that, it's a great method. We're also on TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts. We have We have a lot of ways that you can interact with us. If you want to find a one-stop shop for all that, just go to linktree.com slash Rotten Gems. We have been your Rotten Gems crew. Um, We'll see you next time with Taken. But until then, what do we always say, fellas? We're not like other podcasters. can't accessorize, pulverize.